last segment, we were talking about the federal financial picture, uh, governed in large part by spending, right? And the spending that the federal government is really already committed to. Uh, the dental care program's in place. They've promised the pharmacare program. The deadline has been extended to March by the NDP, uh, but that's going to have a price tag that comes with it, um, as do many of the other federal government programs. So that's something that, you know, is definitely worth watching. We've got a year and a half, well, two years until the next election, and the government's got a lot of work to do because they're having a tough time in the polls. Now, here in our province, in Alberta, um, there's also going to be some pressure. Spending plays a role here, too. No doubt any government has to keep an eye on spending. But in Alberta, things are very different because budgets, pure and simple, I mean, let's just be honest about it. They're made uh, and broken by the price of oil, pure and simple. And and we saw that, right? We, we, we saw that happen with the last budget or a couple of years ago before the war in Ukraine. Um, price of oil took off and suddenly we're in a, you know, we're in a surplus situation. Price of oil is not what it was then. It, it's come down quite a bit. Um, Andrew Botterill is a partner at Deloitte specializing in energy and chemicals, and they recently put out their latest outlook. Not that spectacular, but I don't know if they're that bad. Let's find out. We're going to chat with uh, Andrew. Now, Andrew, thank you so much for being here today. I do appreciate your time. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, so this week, uh, the report from Deloitte comes out saying that oil's likely going to be somewhere just in the neighborhood of $70 a barrel, a little better than that, probably 72 which is where it is right now, basically, right? So you're you're saying, hey, what you see is what you get. Is that basically the way to sum it up? Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. And and to your earlier comment, I think it is going to put some pressure on uh, the Alberta government and some of the spending that we have uh, promised because we were looking at higher prices when those budgets were considered. Absolutely. So when we take a look at what we are forecasting for 2024, um, what's going on? What, what what leads you to believe that we're going to be pretty much static for the rest of the year? Well, what we have, what we did see through kind of the back half of 2023 was a, a large softening. A lot of capital was spent by oil companies in those 80 and 90 dollar uh, environments. A lot of production has been brought on around the globe. Um, we are seeing demand uh, relatively strong around the globe. Maybe China and India aren't necessarily growing at the, the same breakneck paces that they were before COVID, but there still is healthy growth out there. But we have a lot of volumes in the market, and that's pushing prices a little softer. Okay, so supply um, up quite a bit. What about demand? Like you say, I mean, you touched on it briefly. Let's go a little deeper into that because um, demand actually, you know, went up last year, and the forecast is it'll go up this year, but not much. I mean, just sort of break down the demand and what you see happening there for us. Well, I think, um, you know, pre-COVID, I think we relied a lot uh, globally, very heavily on on China and India and developing nations growth. And, uh, you know, they were sometimes at double digit growth. Um, those those kind of propped up a lot of the global demand. When you look at developed nations like North America, generally our demand has been flat or slight growth. We continue to see that, but developing nations aren't looking for as much crude as they were in the past, and they continue to kind of manage things through efficiency and other energy programs. So um, it just means that it's a little softer. We don't have that robust breakneck paces going around the globe, and and uh, but we certainly have developed a lot of uh, production in the last couple of years on those high prices. Um, and like you say, this projection actually goes beyond 2024. You can basically call this two years is sort of what you're thinking this is going to be? You know, it, it does, right? And, and, and we fully expect that you'll see um, the pluses and minuses and the swings this industry can, uh, continually does that. I think what we should expect to see this year is we should see our Canadian companies and, and global companies be a little bit more cautious with budgets. They're not going to have as much free cash. So they're not going to 
drill as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that will, you know, maybe that will put some upward, upward pressure on price. But the question is always as well as what will OPEC do to and will they sure. continue the cuts or will they look at um, trying to bring more of their own volumes into the market? And that's always a big question mark. There, and that's the thing when it comes to, you know, sort of taking a look at this commodity in particular. You're right. OPEC can completely change that forecast overnight if they want to. Uh, the war in Ukraine taught us that things can turn on a dime. So there is some uncertainty that's always baked into a global price of oil forecast, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, Ukraine, a great example, it did, it did turn on a dime. We saw a major massive energy crisis in Europe, especially on the natural gas side. But I think what was also really interesting about that is we saw how globally connected our market is, even in natural gas, and how we saw energy and volumes move different areas around the globe. And, and we were able to manage something that would seem almost insurmountable for Europe, um, hand and handle basically through one winter season. And the global market truly does find a way to make, make volumes into the places that need it. And we may pay prices um, while that uh, change is going on, but uh, the market it is remarkably efficient. What about other energy sector um, opportunities or problems? I mean, aside from oil and crude, what do you see with the other commodities that we know are part of the economy in Alberta? Well, I, I think the big news for us is also to keep a close eye on natural gas. Now, natural gas for the better part of the last three years has been, you know, in the three and four dollar prices. And and we are, a, uh, there's a big natural gas economy here. That's how a lot of us heat our homes. And uh, and those prices have softened quite a lot. So again, we saw energy companies with robust profits and, and the ability to have big budgets and, and drill and develop. And as well, drilling in the U.S. has been quite remarkable. The amount of volumes that they're bringing on is pretty significant. And uh, what we're seeing now is just, again, the realization that the market is extremely efficient and we can bring on a lot of volumes. And in those high environments, we did. And we're now seeing lower natural gas prices. But that's good for heating our homes yeah. like we're going to need to. Well, my furnace is running a lot today, and I know yours will too. For sure. So. Yeah, I was I was commenting earlier, and you, you see this every day too, Andrew, when, when uh, you know the forecast came about a price of oil, and you, you're looking at the headlines uh, on all the different news stations. It's like, hey, good news for consumers. Price of gas is going to stay low, and everybody in Alberta is like, uh-oh, price of oil is going to stay low. I mean, it's an entirely different reality that we live in here. It, it is, but I think what's important to recognize is that while we have you know something like it'll be a a $2, $2.50 natural gas price or a $72 oil price. These are both prices that we're, we can see our energy companies continue to develop, continue to spend money and uh, and make profits. So I think um, while we would always, you know, as energy companies, they would hope for, for more. Um, these are these are not worrisome prices. Um. Maybe they are if you're in the finance minister's office. And you touched on this earlier, Andrew. The budget forecast from the provincial government is $79 a barrel. Yeah. Um, they downgraded it to 76 in their latest economic update. You're saying 72 uh, I, I believe it's almost two-thirds of a billion dollars for every reduction in $1 uh, per barrel. So I think yeah. maybe if you're the finance minister, this is something that you're starting to take a look at, right? It, absolutely. And I think... Um 
um, it's something that, especially through the first quarter of this year, to see if things uh, settle out, see where we see some of the global benchmarks, if we see a, um, maybe a strengthening with some time throughout the year, or even maybe even a better horizon on the back half of the year. Yeah. So I think a lot of attention is going to be paid to that. I know it's not something that you respond to um, day by day right. or week by week, but certainly as we progress through the year, I can imagine the finance minister will be uh, closely watching what we can see for the back half of this year and will they continue to be able to balance. Yeah, no question about it. Andrew, great insight. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. Keep warm.